0: You're about to listen to a message of Foundation of Truth Assembly. May the word you hear bear fruit in your heart now and always. Hallelujah! We bless the Lord for a beautiful new Saturday. Glory to Jesus! Let's continue in that atmosphere of worship. Let's begin to thank Jesus for such a great time. Are not privilege to worship Him. You don't know what your worship is doing. Begin to worship Him, worship Him, worship Him. The song has stopped, but your worship should not stop. Begin to give Him praise. Worship Him, worship Him, worship Him. Worship Him. Open your mouth. Open your mouth in worship. If you have to close your mouth in worship, close your mouth in worship, but just worship. If you have to worship with silence, with reverence, with humility, go ahead and do that go ahead and do that there's a time to lift him high and to bring ourselves down to his feet ah to bring ourselves down to his feet so that we can lift him high he deserves worship he he is the lord is the lamb who is worthy to open the seal. Lord, we worship you. We give you praise. We honor you. Most high God, we honor you. We worship you. We worship you. We don't care who is looking we don't care what the circumstances around us look like we don't care what's available or what's not available we just want to worship we just want to come to your feet and bow down and worship we see this as a rare privilege a rare privilege lord and we come today with all that you have given us we own nothing but all that you have given us we put it down we put it down to say you are lord and you are god alone from the beginning of things to the end thereof you are god lord we join the hosts of heaven this morning to worship you to worship you commander of the whole armies of heaven Commander of the old host in all the planetary bodies. You are in charge. The devil is not in charge. You are in charge. You make things happen. You are the one who controls the affairs of men. Lord, we thank you because you are the one who can do all things. And change all things. And you do things how you like. Where you like. You do what you like. For whom you like to do it and no one can question you. We submit to you this morning in adoration and worship that you, Lord, continue to take your place. As we open the word, Lord God, let there be utterance given to me. Lord God, let there be a listening ear given to us all. That will we all hear you. But beyond hearing, that we'll be doers of the word and receive the blessedness that comes from doing. In the name of Jesus, blessed be your holy name, o Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Give Jesus praise. Give Him praise. He's worthy of thanks. He's worthy of praise. How are you today? Hope you're having a great time. It's a great time to be alive. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. Don't take these things for granted. Many hope to see a day and uh, they sleep, but somehow they do not wake up. It is not because we are better than them no it is not it is a privilege that we are still alive and that's why we must make our lives count while we live, before we leave let us live for him let our lives count for him let our lives count for him and this is the essence of what we do day in day out teaching us discipling us to be more like christ because christ lived intentionally he lived on purpose he made everyday count he lived for 30 years building a ministry was going to do for three and a half years and when he did it in three and a half years he said it is finished he ran the race he finished the course he fought the fight with everyday purpose being seen In his itinerary, you can see purpose. He had a list of places he needed to cover. He had a list of things he needed to teach. He had a list of people he needed to touch and heal and lift and deliver. He did all to fulfill scriptures. We must live our lives to fulfill the will of God, to fulfill the mandate of God for our lives. We must not live carelessly. Each day is precious and we must treat it as such. God bless you. And I welcome you very specially to a continuation of our series in this month. Actually, a series we started last month called stories that touch and we continued last week with another story that touched the story of the woman who was caught in the act and um, we thank God for the responses we are getting online um, many people are saying that they are blessed and I trust God that together we will be blessed today together we'll be blessed today and will become doers of the word it is not enough to say I'm blessed we have to emulate what lessons that have been passed the lesson of not passing the bulk the lesson of accepting responsibility and doing something about it jesus told the woman go and sin no more so you have a responsibility we all have a responsibility the word of god gives us responsibilities there are roles that god has the role of forgiveness but he gave the role of going to sin no more to the woman this is the same thing we see in god's word every time god speaks to us god says i will do this part but you do this part do not fall for the kind of messages that tell you god will do everything you don't have to do anything usually that is not the gospel truth read your bible you will see that god gives us responsibilities even in salvation God brought grace, Jesus' grace and truth. He brought that component called grace. But the response of man, which is faith, believing, must come from man. The combination of that is what brings souls to salvation. So we do have a part. And I hope that you are ready with your pen and papers or your writing part, your digital or physical writing materials and your Bible, of course. Your Bible, be it digital or be it your paper bible so that we're going to study god's word together today our topic is breaking the flask what did i call it breaking the flask and uh, this is the story that i'm sure we are aware of the story of the woman who broke the alabaster box of precious ointment we see this story set in um matthew we see it in mark we see it in john we see something very close to it in the book of Luke as well. If you read Luke chapter 7, you'll see um, a, a, a very similar story. The one in John, Matthew, and Mark. Matthew and Mark in particular are quite close in the rendition of the story. Uh, but today, I want to focus on the account in John. You know, this uh, evangelist, each one wrote as inspired by God to um, to give certain details, to give different details of the same account so it's just like you walking into a mall you walk into a mall and you see to the right to the left you see shelves and racks and you see a different products if uh three or four of you walk into that mall and um after 10 minutes i say okay come and give me an account of what you see in the mall almost everybody will be accurate but you are focusing on different things maybe you went to the section where they are selling electronics so you saw more of the electronics somebody went to the section where they are selling cleaning materials you saw more of the cleaning materials you saw the rest too somebody else went there and saw where they're selling food and pastries so you saw pastries well you saw some other things so different things this is how these accounts are so different people focus on different parts and different elements of the message to give us a very full view so i encourage you to read all the different accounts but today because of our time i'm just going to focus on the account in john the account in john is in john chapter 12 going to read from verse 1 to 7 the account in matthew is in matthew chapter 26 if you read from verse 6 to 13 the account in mark is in mark chapter 14 verse 3 to 9 and a similar account in luke is in uh, the book of luke chapter 7 verse 36 to 50. so get ready let's go to the book of john chapter 12. Just a, a bit of background before I delve into the story. So, you remember what happened in John chapter 11. How Jesus went to the house of Martha where Mary, a sister, and Lazarus, a brother, lived. You remember the Lazarus who was sick. Not the other Lazarus who was poor. But this is Lazarus who was sick. I don't know what is wrong with Lazarus. But this Lazarus was sick and he died. And Christ came and raised him. Remember 1135, Jesus wept. In fact, that was one of my earliest memory verses. Jesus wept. Alright, so after Jesus wept, Jesus shouted. He cried. He groaned in the spirit. And Lazarus came forth from the grave. And because that place is not too far from Jerusalem, Bethany is actually very, very close to Jerusalem. uh, A few miles from Jerusalem. So there were a lot of Jews, guys who were practicing Judaism. Call pharisees a lot of scribes that were in attendance around bethany when jesus did that miracle so the bible said because jesus did that miracle then everybody was like what is this we've never seen anything like this the bible says many of the jews believed many believed of course some did not believe in fact not that they didn't see the miracle but they became worried they said ah this jesus we hear he's been preaching some very strong messages but now this kind of miracle of raising the dead everybody will believe him now we must stop him we must do something to stop him so they began to talk they went to meet the pharisees and the chief priests and they decided oh we've got to kill this guy if this guy continues we are going to be in trouble our name that our position as leaders of the people and our nation, as if they care about the nation. You know, these are politicians make you feel. They make you feel that they care about the nation. They don't care about the nation. They care about their position. He said, our position and our nation might be in jeopardy. So it's better that we should kill one person on behalf of everybody. The Bible says from that time, they began to plot how they were going to kill Jesus. So this is how this story is set. So when you now get to chapter 12, in the same city or village or town of Bethany, in verse, uh, chapter 12. It now says, Then, six days before the Passover. Remember, Jesus was killed around the Passover time. On, on the Passover day, He went to eat the Lord's Supper with His disciples. And from there, He went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. And there they arrested Him. And they took Him out. And um, did jungle justice. And crucified Him. You remember the story very well. So, this was around the Passover. Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was... who. Had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. Verse two. There they made him a supper. They made Jesus a supper, and Martha served. This matter, this the matter of matter is a serious matter. Martha. Martha likes serving. Today is not the day to discuss matter and Mary. Matter from the perspective of serving. But you see, true to the character of matter, when Jesus is present, the only interest matter has is to serve. Serving is good. Seven is good, by the way. But we will see other dimensions of it. Not in this series. Maybe in another series, if God gives us the grace, we will take that. Say, But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Who sat at the table with him. So we see different categories of people. Then Mary, you see this is another name being mentioned here. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with air. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? The Bible says in verse 6, This he said, not that he cared for the poor, <laughs> but because he was a thief and at the money box and he used to take what was put in it he used to help himself to it but Jesus said let her alone she has kept this for the day of my burial for the poor you have with you always but me you do not always have Father we pray that your breath will come upon your word as we share that you open our eyes that you open our ears In the name of Jesus Christ. In this story, we see different categories of people. Different categories of people. We see the woman, Mary, mentioned here by name in this particular account. In other accounts, no name was mentioned. This woman mentioned by name. We see a woman who brought the alabaster box of precious substance, fragrance, perfume, perfume, we see mr judas iscariot and others of course we see others here we see martha we see lazarus we see possibly other disciples were there you know because judas iscariot was there and judas was not actually a member of the inner circle. so for judas to be there you would expect that the other disciples were also there but judas was the one who was angry enough to speak up why will you do this of course we saw jesus there jesus was at the center of it jesus was at the center of it just to give you an idea of what is happening here imagine you you get to a place um there's a dinner right because the bible says they made supper they made supper jesus went there and they made him a supper so they are making supper because jesus came a very special guest the miracle worker the one who brought our dead brother brought him back to life is in town He's passing our city. He's on his way to Jerusalem. So he's passing our city, which is not far from Jerusalem. And he has stopped by at this house. So let's make him supper. Let's make him supper. So whether it's Simon the Leper's house or Simon the Pharisee's house or the house of Martha, they made him supper and Martha was there to serve. Okay, great. And everybody was seated you know in the fashion of Jesus he was just hanging out with people and this is why sometimes I, I find it difficult when people paint a picture of Jesus who was not a happy person a picture of Jesus who was not sociable no that's not Jesus Jesus went out he sat out with people he ate Jesus would look like your ordinary guy but he was more than ordinary he was still anointed but he could hang out with, with friends with like-minded people and sit down to eat. There's nothing wrong about having fellowship, about coming to a house where other believers are going there for food, fun, and fellowship. There's nothing wrong about attending Kersel. Nothing wrong at all. So Jesus went to the house and he sat. And maybe they were just maybe was teaching them, you know, being around Jesus. Wisdom would just be dropping anyhow. Wisdom would just be falling. Every statement is wisdom. So people were there. Lazarus was at the table. You know, Martha was there, busy, trying to get to fix things to serve, you know. So suddenly everybody in the room, people were there, disciples were there, maybe some strangers too were there, you know, coming alive. Suddenly you just see someone come, standing, carrying a big bottle of very expensive perfume. I don't want to advertise any perfume here, but you and I know that there are some perfumes. If you, if you can save money to buy it, you have made it in life. If they ever see you wearing certain perfume, they know that you are not an ordinary person. So, think of a very expensive perfume. So, this woman came inside. Inside the house. Maybe she was there all along. Maybe she just went to bring it. Maybe she brought it from her house and kept it under her clothes. We don't know. The Bible didn't give all that detail. It doesn't matter, actually. Suddenly, everybody was having fun. And all the attention was around Jesus. And people laughing, gisting. Maybe they've even served them the first uh, cause, you know. I don't know. Suddenly, boom! Somebody broke the neck of the perfume bottle. Boom! And poured it on Jesus. The whole house filled with fragrance of sweet smell. Commanding attention. Everybody had to stop. What is going on here? This sweet smell of perfume. Then they began to ask questions. What's going on here? Who is this woman? Why is she doing this? Can you imagine? Somebody say, hey, even though I don't have money to buy this, why I know the smell of this set. You know, there are some of us, we have, we have not bought certain things. Maybe we have not bought certain kinds of fantasy cars. You know, as a teenager, we used to have that fantasy. Then we would just go and be cutting magazines. You cut picture of Lamborghini. Um, you, you cut picture of, you know, beautiful cars. We paste it on our wall. Back then, uh, in school, you cut it and paste it on your locker. Not that you you have had money to buy the car. But you know how much they are selling the car. You know the specs of the car. You know uh, its factory fitted uh, status. You know everything about the car. So some people in that room will know everything about that perfume. They know how much that perfume cost. They know where you can get it. And therefore they started to think. Is this woman so foolish? Or what is she trying to do? What is she really trying to do? By doing this. What she trying to do? So everybody was, you know, arrested. Their attention was arrested. That's what happened there. And of course, because of that, people began to form opinions. To form opinions. To have views. Why should she do that? What's going on here? Is she trying to seduce Jesus? Is she trying to get attention? Whatever it is, people started having different opinions. And somebody spoke up, Mr. Judas. Spoke up because Jesus responded to him, so it was not as if he was only thinking it in his heart. No, the Bible says, but one of his disciples, Judas is covered, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? So he actually spoke out his inner frustration. So this is what's going on here. Notice three things. Three key elements in this passage. That expensive perfume. You know, if you read other accounts, they gave more details about this perfume. That it was the purest of spikenard. That particular ointment, that spikenard, the main component of that perfume, was exotic to Israel. It was not part of what was grown in Israel. It was most likely important. Very expensive. Very, very expensive. So what is the significance? If you if you read about the history of the time, the culture of the time, that activity was not unique. Hmm? People do that; they break that alabaster box in honor. In fact, some break it as a traditional right to signify honor when they want to enter into a deeper relationship, a deeper relationship such as marriage. For some, it was a way of somebody proposes a way of saying yes. To that person, you break that alabaster box. So that wasn't what she was doing. It was not about uh, being a spouse to Jesus or anything like that. So what she was conveying there, the message she was conveying by breaking the neck, breaking that alabaster box, was honor, honor. So the breaking of the alabaster box, the release of the fragrance hidden in the alabaster box of pure spikenard ointment was a sign of honor and if you doubt it you will see the next step she went beyond honor to worship and there is a very thin line between honor and worship you know as men of god and this is the balance please listen to me as men of god we are recipients of honor according to scriptures Bible says um, we should give honor, in fact double honor to the elders who labor in word in particular. They are worthy of double honor. So the preachers, the evangelists, the, the pastors, people who, who are in the ministry of the word, you say they deserve honor, they serve you, they are they are the watchmen over your souls, honor them. And this is what the Bible says, honor them. That's where it stops. So honor is, is a requirement. If you read the book of Hebrews, chapter seven, verse seven, was speaking about the uh, the the fact that honor is a necessity. You know, the lesser is necessarily blessed by the the uh, the greater. You understand? So honor is something that draws a grace from a higher potential to a lower potential. So it's actually a case of potential difference. So if somebody you consider to be higher than you, you will honor them. You position yourself to be able to receive from their higher reservoir to your lower reservoir. So it is scriptural to honor men of God. Abraham honored Melchizedek. And honor can be expressed in different ways. The Bible says honor the Lord with your substance. You can honor God. You can honor men differently. Honor can just be a show of respect. But honor can be taken too far and it becomes worship. And so, this is where we need to balance it. You know, when we celebrate men of God, okay, let's honor them. But no man of God is qualified to receive worship. Mm -mm. No servant of God is qualified to receive worship. When Jesus sent his angel to uh, the apostle beloved apostle John to give him the revelation of Jesus Christ. So, when all the revelation was given, John bowed down. He wanted to worship the angel. The angel said, "Mm -mm. Augusta, don't worship him. Don't worship me. Worship God don't worship me, I'm just like you I'm your colleague, I'm a servant of God like you, only that I operate in the celestial realm, you operate in the terrestrial realm we all worship God you can honor me to say oh man of God I celebrate the grace of God on your life oh man of God, can I do this for you can I do that for you, you show respect, you say but worship Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no man has the capacity to receive worship only God, worship God So, this is the line. But this woman, knowing and recognizing that Jesus was more than a man of God. He was more than a prophet. So, I don't know who taught her. I don't know if she got this by sitting at the feet of Jesus. You remember the story where Martha was busy cooking and lamenting. Oh, Jesus, why don't you tell my sister to join me in the kitchen? She said, "Hmm, leave Mary alone. She has chosen a good thing, which is staying with me, listening to my words. And nobody will take this away from her. I don't know where, where she got that understanding, but she knew this man is more than a prophet. He's more than a man of God. This is God incarnate. This is God walking around us. This is Emmanuel, God with us. So she moved from honor to worship. After breaking the alabaster box, which was in honor, she moved to worship. Read what the Bible says. The Bible says, then Mary, I'm reading verse 3. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard anointed the feet of jesus and wiped his feet with her hair with her hair and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil she wiped her feet with her hair picture this i don't know how long her hair was so she wasn't wiping the feet of jesus with her hair standing do you get it that posture must have been a posture of crouching on the floor Bending down, kneeling down in adoration, in adoration, total surrender, making yourself of no reputation, not caring who is looking at you, making yourself base. Going down, she went down, put her air. The Bible says, The air of a woman is a glory, laid her glory down. It's like wearing your crown as a man, put your crown down and worship him. So she went. Beyond honor, went to worship. Went down with her head and used her air, air, precious air, precious air. You know, as a Jewish woman, you would not expect that she came to that place with her air uncovered. Hmm? Read the um, the history of the Jewish people. Watch them their movies. Watch today's Middle Eastern culture for the women. I'm not sure she appeared in that place with her air uncovered. It is not likely. So at that point, she must have removed whatever she was using to cover her hair. Probably unlocked the hair. And used that long hair as a towel. Ha, Lord Jesus. She used that long hair as a mop. She despised the glory that she, that she had. Rightfully, God gave her the hair. But used it in worship. In worship lay it down, she laid it down in worship and used her air, her precious air to wipe his feet to wipe his feet that is more than honor that is worship so she went beyond honor and went to worship but that cost her something you know that cost her a lot the Bible says the worth according to the financial advisor the owner of the the box of treasury in the ministry of Jesus, Mr. Judas Iscariot, who was a very good quantity surveyor. From afar, he could survey, mm, this bottle of precious oil, this imported exotic perfume, is around roughly, give or take, 300 denarii. The Bible says 300 denarii was like the, the wages of someone for an entire year. So imagine... You are working for an entire year. The money you get. And you know, we say, oh, this can differ depending on the kind of work you are doing, depending on your qualification and all that. A man like Judas Iscariot, I don't know what measure he used. I don't know um what category of worker he had in mind to say, oh, this is like a, the wage, the average wage, the average wage for someone living in this city, someone living in these times, the average wage for a whole year this is the amount so she broke it and put it on Jesus what a sacrifice now that is sacrifice not just honor not just worship but we see a third element called sacrifice 300 denarii a whole year's wage I don't know if you are getting it it's like me waking up early in the morning dressing up entering Lagos traffic driving all the way to traffic sometimes i drive like one hour to work driving all the way to work and you do your eight hours at work sometimes the eight hours is actually 12 hours you do your eight or 12 hours at work then you drive back you do one hour or two hours driving back and you do that five times in a week and you do that 52 times in a year and you put all the money you get and pour it on Jesus. Now that sacrifice. You mean the alarm was ringing. Just for me to end the money. And put it on Jesus. Oh you mean I spent my four years on campus. Studying that difficult course. Only for Jesus to be asking me. To drop it and come and serve him in ministry. And not brag about my degree. Or, or my my qualification. Or my certification. You mean this is what Jesus is asking for. Oh, this is what Jesus is pleased about. Because here Jesus wasn't even asking her to do it. It was her decision to do. It was her decision. Lord have mercy. So this is the essence of the message. These are the key elements. Honor. Worship. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. This is the essence the breaking of the alabaster box of perfume by the woman was just a decision she made something she might not have even understood fully in her mind let me just do this to honor Jesus Jesus is a special guest in this house I will not casualize him even though I have known and met Jesus before even though I have sat at his feet to learn from him I will not trivialize Jesus this is what many of us do today Jesus has become our party we don't give him reverence ah Lord Jesus help me Jesus has become so common to us when people are saying Jesus like, it's not that Jesus, calm down it's not that hard Mm -mm. she didn't use that familiarity with Jesus to drag him into contempt or disregard no she felt this man is special I have to honor him I have to do something to show that I honor him not just in my heart I have to do something to let him know that I honor him you know, we worship in mouths. We come to church or we, we do it in our home. Say, Lord, I worship you. I wo- oh, please worship. Don't just sing it. Worship. Worship. So she went there with a decision to honor Jesus. Hmm? That's for the woman. For the others that were present. You know, their case is different. And this is the part that is always troublesome. Others don't understand your intention they read their own meaning into it oh she was there she did what she decided to do she brought the box in the mind of others including Judas say what a waste what a waste you know and they've, they've told some of us I remember many years ago how people would look at me and say ah these guys are just wasting their lives all these fellowship guys you know we used to meet during the week and um we didn't have a hall for our fellowship at the time so we're meeting at the amphitheater, and we'll go and save our equipment. Some, sometimes, uh, somewhere in the chapel, we had a locker. We just load our equipment there. So sometimes you see us carrying uh, speakers on our heads, you know carrying drums, we would decouple it, carry the drums, carry Pupit and all that, we cross over the road, we go and load it in the chapel. So people were looking at us, "Ah, these boys, they are just wasting their lives. Instead of you to be reading your book, you are doing fellowship, 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 fellowship. I was a fellowship president. So there were days I got back to my room around 11 p.m. And uh, because fellowship started around um, 7 p.m., as leaders, we had to be there at least one hour before set up pray get the place ready spiritually uh coordinate ourselves do admin work and do our fellowship maybe do fellowship from 7 to 9 by 9 p.m hang out with brethren you know we call it faffing fellowship after fellowship, so you get to know people, you know, you talk to people and all that, encourage one another, people go to their house, when they go to their house, we mobilize the workers that are left with the escorts. we carry this, we we go and, you know, lock and repeat this, people are always looking at, these guys are wasting their lives, they are wasting their lives, why are they doing all this so people were there looking at Mary, why is this woman wasting this substance why is she wasting it why is she wasting it Mm-mm. they criticize her is she trying to show off? Oh, she's trying to prove that she's so rich. Eh. You know, sometimes when when they make a call in church and um, maybe you don't go out, oh, we have a project we are doing. We have something we are doing. We have a, an assignment. We want people to volunteer their time. And time is money. We want people to volunteer their time. Or we want people to, to donate towards this project. Or we want people to use their expertise to help us get this or use their connections in the industry to help us get this and that done. There's a requirement of your commitment. When you step out to do it, people start reading different things into your action. Hmm. Is she doing it to show off so that we will know that she has it? Eh. So we know, we know that she has money. She's breaking this very precious ointment. One year salary. I don't know what your one year salary is. Just keep it in your mind. Your one year salary or the one year salary of somebody you know, keep it in your mind. That is the amount that she used in buying that precious perfume and she broke it wastefully, according to the others Wastefully, is she trying to show off or is she trying to just steal the show, so obviously this is not, you are not the landlady of this house, in fact maybe you are not the host, the host has made preparation, the host is busy doing stuff and you just come and steal the show are you trying to project yourself so people always have opinions and because of their opinions they begin to criticize you they criticize it very well. They say, eh, "You did this, you did that, you did this, you did that." No, don't, don't be, don't be deceived. When they, when they try to criticize, what they are actually doing is that what we can't do, you are doing. Therefore, we must make you look bad for what you are doing, even though what you are doing is good. will make you look bad for doing it. We'll make you look bad for doing it. I'm going to uh, flip and just quickly um, look at the accounts in Matthew. There's something I'd I like to even bring out there. Uh, the account in Matthew is in uh, Matthew 26. Matthew 26. Lord Jesus, help me. Are we still together? Matthew chapter 26. I'm going to read, uh, a particular verse. There's, there's something I want to bring out from, from that particular place. Okay. Aha. huh. The Bible says, i reading from verse 10. No, I'll read. I'll read 8. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. But you have the poor with you always. But me, you do not always have. For impuring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done, not the name of this woman, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her today. That prophecy is being fulfilled today. We are telling what the woman did, breaking of the alabaster box of oil as a memorial to her today. So people felt she was doing something bad. Jesus said, "No, what this woman did is a good thing." Verse ten says she has done a good work for me. It is a good thing don't make what good thing she has done to become a bad thing just because you can't do it just because you won't do it And there are many people like that they won 't do it, but when you do, they start complaining that you are doing. Uh-uh. so your own job is to complain about those who are doing. Get busy, do something. Don't talk about those who are doing it. Do something good, or just do something. Do something good. So they directed their criticism at the woman. She's doing this. She's doing that. In fact, if you read another account, if you read the account of Luke, they directed their criticism to Jesus. Why would Jesus be accepting worship from this sinful woman? Does she? Does he not know that this woman is a sinner, and she's touching his leg? Ah, can you imagine? No nonsense, this is yourself uh-uh. can you see the way she's dressed you know, people are judgmental judgmental so they can criticize you sometimes, listen the criticism is not because of what you did it's because of what they cannot do get it, it's because of what they cannot do so that anger and frustration they now hide it and channel it somewhere you say, eh You could have sold it and given it to the poor. Do you think they care about the poor? They don't care about the poor. They are only hiding their anger under charity. Hmm? They are hiding that anger and frustration and jealousy and envy. They are hiding it under charity to make it look like, oh, it's because we we care about the poor. And the annoying thing for me there, and we we see this in our world today, you didn't buy the perfume. It's not your money. Somebody has used their money to do what they have decided to do. You start telling them how to use their money to do what you like them to do. You didn't make the money for them. Allow them to spend it the way they like. If they decide to spend it on Jesus, leave them alone. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. People are not paying tight. They are, they are attacking those who are paying tight. Most of the people who are not paying tight. They are the ones shouting on social media. Don't pay tight. Is it your tights? Is it your money? Please mind your business. It is God's money given to me. I will do with it as I please. I will use it to serve God. Is it your time? It's my time. I will use my time to serve God. It's not your time. I will use my talents to serve God. It's not your talents. Mind your business. If you cannot do, allow those who are doing for God to do it. Allow them to do it. Don't tell them how to spend the money you didn't have them to make. Don't tell them. Don't tell them to do that. They attack churches. Oh, they are building uh, fine churches. They are doing this. Their church has AC. Meanwhile, they are the poor on the streets. Jesus said, see, the poor you will always have. This is a one-time opportunity. Jesus said he was going to die soon. So this woman was doing something about it ahead of time. And for me, this is sobering. This is sobering and quite instructive. You know why? We do certain things. We don't even know why we are doing it we don't in her mind she was doing it to honor jesus as jesus was receiving the worship and honor jesus was saying this woman is connecting to something deeply spiritual she's connecting to a prophetic revelation that the messiah must die so she was doing this in preservation of his body for his burial she was connecting to something deeper. Even though you are dancing in church, you are doing that worship, you are just dancing. You don't know what your dance is translating to. Even though you are just singing, you are just weeping, you are just jumping, you don't know what your dancing or jumping is translating to in heaven. You don't know. Just do your parts. You don't know what it's translating to. Some of you are serving God today. You don't know what that service and honor and worship is doing for your future. Don't. Just don't stop. Keep doing it. You don't know. You don't know what you are using some of and some of us on this platform i I celebrate you you are responsible for making sure we have saturday services all the time you do your different bits of work to make sure this ministry continues to move god is seeing you you don't know what this your act of sacrifice because it takes sacrifice to do what you're doing you don't know what this act of sacrifice translates to you don't know the moment she did that, she connected to something deep. Jesus said, Kai, you guys don't get it. What this woman has done, has given her a name in history permanently. She has etched her name in history because of what she did. She connected to something deep. By this act of honor, of worship, of sacrifice. See, anytime the gospel is preached anywhere in the world, this thing that she did will be mentioned. Not necessarily a name, but this act of Of honor, of worship, and sacrifice will be mentioned. Oh, you think it's just anyhow people enter history and get their place in history? No, go and ask David. David did the same thing. David was a man after God's heart. David was not the first king of Israel, he was not the last king of Israel, but it was through the lineage of King David that the king of kings came through. Why? The man understood honor, worship, and sacrifice. He understood honor. He honored Saul. Even Saul did not deserve the honor. But David said, this is an anointed man of God. I will not lay my finger on him. In fact, when somebody came and boasted, I killed Saul. He said, you with your mouth, you have condemned yourself that you killed the anointed man of God. Go and strike that man down. Honor, honor. He had opportunity twice to kill Saul. He didn't do it. Honor. That is honor. Honoring those who don't even deserve it. Not just giving honor to whom honor is due. Honor is giving honor to whom it is not due. Because you understand the the, the real import of honor. The principle of honor. Honor. The Bible says honor all men. Not just those who are higher than you. Honor all men also. It's scriptural. So this man understood the place of honor. This man understood the place of worship. David was mesmerized when he saw that the Ark of Covenant was coming from the house of Obedidon. And now Obedidon has been made rich. The Lord has blessed him. In three months, David was dancing. He was dancing. He didn't know when he threw off his clothes and he was dancing. Almost naked. And Micah was looking and said, King, you are messing yourself up. What is this thing you are doing? What is this nonsense you are doing? This is what the others were doing. They were mocking david what is this thing you are doing what is this wasteful and foolish behavior you are exhibiting before everybody david said leave me at the altar with my father i just want to dance for him he who made me king in place of your father remove your father and put me i i don't care how i i displace myself before him i can like to strip myself naked before him he danced in honor in worship to jesus in worship to god He danced in worship to God, carelessly, recklessly. This was a man who understood the place of sacrifice when God was angry with David for counting the people. The Bible says David, when he was even offered free, he said, we'll give you feed for free. We'll give you the, the, the equipment for working in this field. We use it to make wood for sacrifice. We'll give you the animals. David said, no, I will not give to the Lord what will cost me nothing. I will pay for it. What is the price of this? I'm ready to pay the price. In order to sacrifice to the Lord Jehovah. And that's what he did. This man understood it. No wonder his name is written forever. The Bible says he will be king forever. Why? Because the king of kings came through his lineage. Honor is deep. Very deeply spiritual. Worship and sacrifice, they go together. Once you combine those, you get your place in history. That's what Jesus was teaching us. That what this woman did, she has ticked those three boxes. Her name will be etched in history. What she did... Will be etched in history. As I close. I just want you to keep this in mind. Keep these three things in mind. About breaking the flask. What's your own alabaster box? What's that treasure. That you would rather keep. You store away. Or you are reserving for others. (laughs) You'll be using it little by little. You know. To mesmerize and dazzle others. But you don't want to. To dispense it on Jesus. What's that alabaster box? What's that thing that's so precious to you? You can't let go. Find it. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Notice that Jesus too broke his body. He broke his own alabaster box. That precious, immaculate, sinless body was broken. He was speaking to the disciples at the Lord's Supper. He said, this is my body broken for you. Yeah? he said it, Jesus said it, this is my body broken for you as often as you do it, remember me, he broke the alabaster box of his body, in honor to God, in worship to God in sacrifice Jesus broke his body in honor to God, he said father thy will be done not mine, in garden of Gethsemane, that's honor he went there as a as an act of worship he served the father to the end he said take it I leave my hands into your hands. I commit my spirit in worship. He sacrifices life. He sacrifices life. Trusting that God is able to bring you back. This is an example for us. He left us this example. That you too must break that precious thing for you. Jesus was a special breed. It was an exotic perfume. You will never have another Jesus. One born without the sperm of a man. You will never have. It was special. It was an exotic perfume. Thank God his fragrance has filled the whole world now. And we will rise because of his fragrance, because of his honor, worship and sacrifice. He's calling us to do the same. Until you break that alabaster box, certain fragrances will not fill the world. On the altar of commitment, you need to find what that your own alabaster, your alabaster box is different from mine. Find it and break it. The fragrance of Jesus will fill the house. Find it and break it. Many of us have never given anything to the Lord that costs us something. And I'm not talking only about money. You know what you can give. But you never give it. You never give your time. You never give your money. You never give your talent. You rather use your talent. We see you you online. We see that you have talents. But you never use your talent for Jesus. Mm -mm. You rather use it for something else you only commercialize it, you will never use it for the gospel. Why not? Why not? If you have never given something to the Lord that cost you something to your core, you can begin from today. And some of us listening, maybe we have not even given our life to Christ. Start with giving your life to Christ. If you give your life to Christ, what else will you not now be able to give? And that's why I don't understand some of us who say we have given our life to Christ and we struggle to give our commitment to Him. It doesn't add up. It doesn't you give given the whole. How come you can't give the part? If you can't give the part, it's most likely because you have not given the whole. Lord Jesus, help us. The time to take your commitment level higher is now. Jesus said, the poor, you will always have. But me, I'm only here for a while. There will be a time you want to give. It's too late. It's too late to give it. I pray for you that you will have the boldness to damn the consequences of what people will think when you begin to go to the extreme for Jesus, where you begin to put your all on the altar for Him. I pray you have the boldness to do it. Jesus said, Leave this woman alone. She's doing a good thing. You may think it's a bad thing. but as many of you who are getting discouraged, people are telling you, you are doing too much for God. Continue. Jesus says it's a good thing. And he will reward you abundantly, appropriately. Find your alabaster box. After finding it, break it for Jesus. May the Lord bless his word in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. Lord God, I pray. I pray for my brethren this morning. I pray that you grant us grace to be doers of your word. This word will not only come into our ears, it will change our hearts and change our lives for good forever that will be vessels of honor will be a people who worship you and will be a people who sacrifice for the kingdom Amen Thank you for listening To get copies of messages, kindly visit our ministry material store and also worship with us at Foundation of Truth Assembly Headquarters on 40-42 Imam Dauda Street of Eric Moore Lagos God bless you